0: welcome to the glam life podcast where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level your host victoria is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Hey, welcome to the Glam Life Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Rocca. You might know me as Victoria Glam if you follow me over on Instagram, which you totally should. Um, And you can follow this podcast itself at The Glam Life Podcast. And today I have someone who's probably got a very familiar voice to you. If you haven't actually heard him speaking before, you've certainly heard his opinions and seen his qualifications all over your favorite Facebook groups. You guys meet my friend, Texas Della Rosa.
1: Hi, Hi. Thanks <laughs> how for being are you? Here. I thank you for having me. I love that you rolled those R's. Oh, baby. I'm R. <laughs> that is amazing. I love it because I, you know, my last name, people tend to like get mixed up with it. And they said like, like, it's funny how some people think that Della is my middle name and that Rosa is like <laughs> my last name. And so I'm like, no, that's not what it is. But yeah, it's, it's great that you said it just right.
0: <laughs> your first name throws me more than your last name. De La really? Rosa, De La Hoya, like they're all, oh, I've heard yeah. those names, but i have yeah. not, Texas as a first name. I know there was like Tex Watson, right? We don't want to talk about yeah. him, murderer, but, <laughs> um, but that's the only time I've heard the name Texas. And then you do live in Texas.
1: I do. I'm from, I'm, um, I'm from West Texas, but I've been in the Southern part of Texas in the Austin area for the past 24 years. So yeah.
0: I have some cousins who live out in Austin and uh, two sisters. They didn't move there together separately. One came from San Francisco. One came from here and they absolutely love it. But I know that Texas has become a melding pot. This is where lots <laughs> of people come to be themselves and who they are and express their opinions. So I feel like it's the perfect place for Texas Delarosa, Rosa because <laughs> you certainly have a lot of opinions.
1: I do. I do. I love to share them. That's what I have my hashtag Texas shares. I mean, I've done that for I don't know how many, over 10 years, maybe 12, 14, 15, somewhere in their years, I've been using Texas shares. And um, th- yeah, that's why I started the, that hashtag was because I like to share everything. You know, I think that's how we learn. That's how we find out things that we enjoy in life. Um, that's how we find things that we don't like. I mean, if we yeah. I, if I, share, <laughs> I share things that I don't like too, I'm like, hey, I hated that pasta. That was crap. You know, don't <laughs> buy that or like, you know, buy this brand, you know, so I, I started that for a reason. So Yeah.
0: So Texas, you have been in the beauty industry for a solid 20 years, right?
1: Yeah, over 20 years now. So I started in the beauty industry, honestly, when I was about 19, um, doing makeup and um, not professionally, obviously, I was just kind of playing with it. And it turned into like a profession, just as most things do when you're a creative, you don't really look for the job. Like I had a job that was paying the bills and doing what I want to do, but it was monotonous. I hated it. And so I went up doing other things and, and it just kind of, all these things just kind of fell in my lap. And so the beauty industry was something that I didn't even realize that I could be good at or, or make money in because I came from a very small town, you know, doing makeup in my small town was like Merle Norman, you know, like down the street. It was like, you know, the old ladies getting their hair done and their makeup done. And so growing up, I never thought, oh, a makeup artist could make money and be, you know, have a, you know, survive and and make a living. So yeah, so it's pretty interesting.
0: How'd you make that leap? How'd you figure out, wait, I can make a career out of this?
1: Honestly, the story is kind of crazy. I'll I'll just condense it so it's not super long. Um, We have a
0: whole hour, Tex. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I know but it's a long story but you know bottom line is I I I have a good friend of mine who is a makeup artist in Houston and he um has always been someone who gives back um and and I I learned a lot from him especially with with that his kind of philanthropy and what he he does for people and he was um he's already was established makeup artist hairstylist and he was offering his time to the Austin batter women's shelter um for a an event and it was at the Houston to college and I think I was like Maybe nineteen twenty something, maybe twenty twenty one somewhere in that range, and I um I was very young and I went to help him as an assistant, and just clean his brushes and do whatever. Well, when we get to this facility, there was supposed to be I guess a group of makeup artists and no one else showed up, and there were oh, like shit. all these companies that like had donated makeup and money and you know things to help these batter women. And so when we walk in, it was just two of us, and she's like, "Where's the rest of your team?" and he just looks at me and I was like, oh no, oh no. I was like, I I am not gonna get beat up by a better woman because I make her face look crazy. I was like, I'm not, I'm not I do I oil paint, I do acrylics, I don't know face. I was like, I I was too nervous to do it because I just played with makeup, you know, I wasn't really like a professional at the time. So, yeah, I, I just kind of set my chair next to his and just would pick up a brush and he'd be like, no, not that one like, okay. So I, I didn' <laughs> no, no, okay, no. so I just made it work. I totally made it work and nobody, nobody was upset with me. It was really great. And then I realized that I could make a difference and how people see themselves. And that was such a impactful day for me to know that, you know, wow, I could do something that would not only feed my creative side and my creative brain, but also, you know, help people that are dealing with trauma or dealing with, you know, I've got this scar on my face now from being in an abusive relationship, or I've got this situation that I don't feel pretty. I don't feel good. And, you know, and, and not that you need makeup to feel pretty or good, but it does help. Right. You know, it helps when you feel better, when you get your hair blown out, when you get your makeup done, you know, even for guys, like just getting something done to make yourself feel better when you, when you feel better about yourself I think that the world opens doors more for you versus when you're like closed off, you know, hat on, you know, you know, hoodie kind of covering your face and you sure. don't want to be around people. People tend to leave you alone, right? They just seem to be like- they have person- done
0: studies on this saying yeah. that if you are prettier, like conventionally prettier, people are kinder to you. People do more favors to you. People will even literally open doors for you, literally open 100%. a door, open the door for you. So yeah, I think that the way that you feel translates into how you present yourself to other people. I totally get that.
1: Yeah. So that's what happened. I just I just realized that was a thing. And then, of course, then makeup turned into permanent makeup and then permanent makeup turned into laser and getting into that world. And then then that kind of turned into medical aesthetics. And then it turned into let's start educating because I didn't feel like there was enough educators that were teaching properly um, and giving all the you know, all the ins and outs. And so, yeah, so it's been a long, long career.
0: Yeah, one thing, and then you, of course, you kind of glossed over this, but you also made a public space for other people to come and safely oh. ask questions and have discourse and and also have arguments, big arguments, which I love reading. Tag me in every single line.
1: Of <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I started CTP, Cosmetic Extension Professionals, which um, I'll say this first on this podcast. Um, so you're getting a little snippet. We're actually changing Ooh. the name pretty soon. because we're gonna be, Yes, because I, and it's going to be a little controversial, um, which I thought would. I I would hold off to give it to the, to the, your podcast first. Um, I've made little announcements here and there that I'm making some changes, but I haven't said what the changes were going to be. So I thought, wow, I'll just wait till this podcast. So cosmetic tattoo professionals, when I started CTP back in 2020, it was because of the pandemic. And it was because we didn't, we couldn't work and we didn't have, you know, any, any way to make money and things. And so I was like, gosh, you know, I've got all this information. I've got a camera, I've got, you know, just my brain. And, and I I know there's a load of questions. So I started answering questions and I started putting those things out there and, and from past students and what have you. And then I just kind of opened the group up and was like, you know, let's, you know, make it something that we can have a forum and talk on because I, what I have already been in was other groups, but they were so nasty. And there were so many people that yeah. were argumentative and not wanting yeah. to help. And, and not wanting to give you the right information. Like when someone would ask a question, it's like, that's a dumb question. You know, and I hated that because I hated seeing people Instructor like- Instructor didn't
0: tell you? Obviously, fucking yeah. not. Yeah, I know.
1: Why, why are, you know Why are all these people getting ripped to shreds for asking, you know, these questions? So I decided to make my own um, group so that I could monitor it and also give people the real answer because we all know those instructors out there that don't want to tell you that they're using- these products, but they're using these products, other these cheap products and their classes. And we've all been there, we know how it is, right? They're like, Oh, this machine is the best machine ever, and then you find it it's on Alibaba for like 20 bucks. And they use actually like a don't
0: they start use, you know, a, an expensive, yeah. Stuff, that pin thing, don't give me. Oh,
1: yeah, it's so stupid. Because so
0: screw in needles, you can see the spring through, like cheaper yeah, than my bed, even.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy. So I started CTP and then you know it became a thing where I only let permanent makeup professionals be in it, you know? And then people were like, well, Texas, You know, because everything has to evolve, right? People are like, "Well, Texas, I want to be in your group, but I'm not a professional yet. Like, I just took a class like two or three months ago. But I, but I, I want you to tell me what's going on, and I I trust you because I see you in other groups giving good information and not being ugly, not hurting people's feelings. You know, telling people the truth. I mean, some people don't want to hear it. Like, I had someone this morning that didn't want to hear it, and I was like, "Girl, you overworked the skin. I can see it. You know." And she was like, "I did it. My technique was flawless." And I was like, "Okay, bye." So I didn't. I don't fight (laughs) with anybody anymore. I don't fight. Then you don't
0: need to come to a Facebook group.
1: You don't need the, yeah, you don't need the group. So it's funny because I, you know, I saw that group and I I wanted to change it. And so I was like, okay, let's, let's maybe let new students in and people that are looking to get into the industry and the group. And now the evolution of CTP is that, you know, we've got a lot of people that are changing um, their, their methods and how they want to do things. They're wanting to learn more about skin. They're wanting to get better at their craft. I feel that there is a huge shift in the industry with aesthetics, medical aesthetics, and permanent makeup, you know, especially with the paramedical tattooers out there that are dealing with scar tissue, dealing with, you know, the body and and they wanna learn. And so what better way to learn than if you go to aesthetic school or if you're a skin professional like I am and you work on skin daily with, you know, microneedling and collagen therapy and laser treatments, you know, we need to let those people in the group too, because those are the people that know, you know, it's yeah. a lot of people that don't understand skin that that's why they're messing up, you know, that's why they're making those mistakes as they're going too deep into the skin, they're overworking the skin, or they don't understand ethnicity and how that changes your thickness of your skin, or melanin rich skin. So I decided that what I want to do is turn CTP into a... Full on cosmetic tattoo professional, but also skin specialist professional. So it's going to be like cosmetic tattoo and skin professionals. So Ooh,
0: it's going yeah. so to be a lot of opinions. <laughs> there's
1: going to be a lot of opinions. There's going to be a lot of. Some people may leave the group. I had someone leave the group a while back because I was letting students in, and you know she messaged me and she's like, "I'm leaving the group because I, this was supposed to be for, for professionals only." And I was like, well, okay, well, I'm sorry that you're leaving. I was like, but you know, I was like, but no one's gonna become a professional if they don't learn from great people that are helping them. And I'm here to help. That's what my group's for. So yeah, so- Honestly, so
0: everyone I, has to right? So yes, yeah. she's group was sold to her. This is for tattooing professionals, right? but right. it was sold to her for free. So you really shouldn't complain because you do right. a lot of work in that group. Admitting a group, if you don't know, admitting a group is a full-time job just so right. everybody knows and you don't get paid for it. Nope. Secondly, as the Starts evolving because the industry is evolving. There's an influx of students. There's more people who want to be involved, but they have questions and they've got these fly-by-night trainers because everybody thought, oh, I'll take a online course workshop and and learn how to make my own and, and you know what, and they don't know what they're actually doing. They don't understand the learning styles. They, they information out, or they had an incomplete education. They've only been actually on skin for a year now, maybe not even I've had people in the class say, how do I become an educator? Well, you have to learn huh. the thing first, <laughs> uh, obviously. Yeah. As we get those people, they need a place to ask questions or else the actual industry will denigrate. So right. the opportunity for the lady who decided to storm out and leave was actually to become a figurehead and an educator. And she could have taken those students under her wing, a la Taryn Darling. When everybody else said, no, thanks, Taryn Darling said, come to me. Yeah. And that's why she is who she is. So this lady had short-sighted vision, whoever you were talking to. Yeah, what she... you're doing is the way of the future.
1: Right. I, 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 I wished her well. And, you know, and I told her, Hey, if this isn't enough for you, yeah. And you know, Hey, you know, that's great. But I, I do monitor who's in the group and I make sure that, you know, we're giving good information and you're right. It is a full-time job. It's so crazy. I Dude, never thought it's... I would have over 7,000 people and and I have over 2000 people trying to get in, but they don't answer the questions. So I don't let them in. Yeah. So same. it's, so it's crazy that, you know, my group could be even bigger if I let it, but I don't want it to run that It'd be crazy.
0: Lawless.
1: Yeah. Cause it's just, nuts. you have so I... other
0: people helping you admin.
1: I do have a few, but honestly, it's really just me and my <coughs> my, my um my business. Nobody cares for, about the wedding
0: like the bride. Nobody cares about the wedding like the bride does.
1: Yeah, I, I tend well, to do the most of it.
0: We have um permanent excellence, our Facebook group, and it's mostly fed largely by Katie's YouTube and and now my YouTube a little bit. And that's the first question is how did you hear about us? And it's always YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. So these Great. people aren't qualified, right? Like I don't know where they came from or what they know or what their training is or what their level. We do ask, are you licensed? Uh, how long you been licensed? Because we want to keep it to people who actually have an education. Otherwise it would be a nightmare for us to try, just the two of us to try and figure out, right? Right. But even at, we're about to hit a thousand, even at a, almost a thousand, we bitch to each other all the time. Like yeah. this place is out of order. We've got to get this trailer packed up because mm-hmm. this place is out of order. They, like the, some of the information that people are giving each other is so wrong that it's oh, just yeah. like, what happens like, yeah you
1: know. <laughs> it's it's wild I I see I that's that's one of the things that, you know I'm so glad that my group is is full of a lot of really heavy hitters you know like again like yeah you know we have Taryn Darling we have Jen Boyd we have Amber Guthrie we have you know Mary Richardson we have you know um just all these great people um you know in our group and and you know and it's so funny because like I see some people that are brand new trying to give information, and I'm like, slow your roll. You haven't yeah. even seen your your clients healed yet. You just took class two weeks ago. Quit. You don't. You you can't chime in this group yet. You know, like you need to just sit back and watch. Let you know. Let your clients come back in. See how your heal work comes in, and then start giving advice. And and I've had to, you know, nicely tell a couple of people that, and and they respect. They were respectful, there, and which I think is great because I think it's all in how you respond to people and how they react to you you know i'm never ugly with people but i'm very t- blunt and i'm very truthful and i'm like hey you know this is how it works and and if you don't like it you're more than welcome to leave but like this is how i roll and i don't want the group to get nuts so yeah and um, yeah. it's crazy it's 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 a it's a lot of work
0: there are a lot of different personalities when it comes to well there are a lot of different personalities period they're all in a facebook group together but when it comes to that that person who been in the field very long and they want to give advice. There's a lot of different facets to why they're doing that. Some of them want to be an educator and they want to start classes and they haven't trained, but six months even. And so that person, you know, you got to kind of be like, Hey, like a puppy on the nose, calm down. Like not, not yet. But then there are other people who are just trying to be helpful, right? Like I've seen this question asked at times, so I know the answer and they're trying to be helpful. There are other people who are just so excited about everything. It's almost like, you have to be careful how you correct your kids because you don't want to kill their spirit. For I am, sure. I'm so bad about this. I'm trying my hardest to parent two little boys. And I find myself a lot of times being very like, no, just let me do it. And that's not how you learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's frustrating. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of work. And now to welcome in an influx of other people, um, you're it's, you're putting a lot on your plate.
1: <laughs> it's a lot. It's gonna be it's gonna change a lot of things, but but I see it as. In my mind, where I want this to go is I feel like it's going to be much better because, again, I can't answer all of the questions. So I need skin specialists. I need people that aren't just in PMU, aren't just in paramedical, aren't just doing brows to answer these questions about people's skin types and, you know, what's wrong with their skin. Obviously, we can't diagnose or, or, you know, you know, things like that. Um, but what we can say, Hey, I think this person might have a rosacea and maybe that's what it is. You know, I've worked on a client like this. This is what I did. And this is where I think they need to go versus you're fine. Cause I hear that, you know, like when someone's and you know, the crazy red skin, they're fine. They're fine.
0: Did you hear, um, or maybe you even saw it. Maybe you were in that group. I don't remember what group it was a few years ago. Shara, um, from ink boutique Houston. Are you guys friendly?
1: Uh, I know who that is. I just, I have, we haven't like spoken in, in general, but I've I've heard yeah. of the group.
0: I've met her once, um, but this was in a different Facebook group and it was years before I knew her. So I just knew her as Shara Juarez and that's it. I didn't know what Ink Boutique Houston was. Somebody had posted in a Facebook group Hey, what do you think about my me tattooing my she has like small pustules basically. She has these little pustules in her brow, but she says that they never go away. She's always had them. And a lot of people were saying, well, if they're not going to go away, then she has to decide. Either she wants a tattoo or she doesn't, but she has to sign a waiver saying they might not retain in those spots, right? And Shara commented on it. She didn't diagnose. That's out of scope. But she just kind of politely and calmly said, I would actually send her to see a doctor because you don't know what that is, but it could be something. So just on the safe side, send her to a doctor. Not the lady who posted it, but her client who had the pustules in the eyebrow hand wrote Shara a thank you because she had, um, she had skin cancer. She didn't know. And Sharon knew right away, but she didn't when, diagnose. Yep. She didn't say, Hey, I've got my, my educator's hat on. She was just like, Hey, you should, you know, gently, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. I thought that was a really classy of her to not be like, Hey, all you losers telling her to go ahead and tattoo on it. You don't know what you're talking about. She didn't say right. that. She said, it nicely And also what an angel. Because she knew what it was and she, you know, got the information across correctly. So I got the pleasure of meeting Shara in Miami for Woolop this year. Nicest lady. She did a great um, areola demo. So sweet. And she always tells me that her name is Shara, not Shira. She had to introduce herself to me like three times because I kept saying Shara. Shira. She was like, it's Shara like Shara Coke. Do you want to share a Shira Coke? <laughs> <laughs> and she bought me a coffee so I wouldn't forget. She was like, we'll a coffee
1: that's too funny well that you know that's great information honestly because that's how i roll i mean i have seen so many things working in the laser industry and working with skin you know clients come in i've i think it was probably like a year ago i think i had like three patients in like within like a month that all had skin cancer that i i didn't diagnose but i said hey what's this on your face? What's going on here? You know, yeah. or what's this on your arm? And they were like, Oh, it's nothing. You know, it's whatever. It's a pimple. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to give mm-hmm. you my dermatologist's office. And I think you should go see Dr. Collins or, or Dr. Tan and see what's going on. And sure enough, I mean, I, I, they were like, you could have saved my life. And I was like, that's crazy. So yeah, we always got to think outside the box and think that, you know, if something is, is weird that you've not uh, seen or addressed and in, in before it's never safe to tattoo over it. It's always better to send them to a doctor, get it diagnosed, get it looked at, and then, you know, go from there. Because again, you could, um, one of the biggest things that I think that a lot of people don't know about with with why you don't want to, you know, like kind of tattoo over a mole or a a suspicious looking lesion or something. is because if you cover it, yeah, you could spread it, but also because then you can't monitor how it's changing. Right, if it changes
0: color, size. So if it's
1: changing size or color or, you know, the irregularity of the border, if it's, if you can't see that now because you've tattooed over it, that person could eventually have something really horrible happen to their skin. And then you cause that, you know, and that's something that, you know, we got to think about as clinicians, you know, that we, we could, really hurt somebody.
0: I like that word, clinician. See, you're onto something because most tattoo artists, especially those who are seeking resource in Facebook groups, they don't have skin education. They're new to the industry and they don't know the difference. So if somebody is sitting there to- egging them on saying, Yeah, just go ahead, you're fine. Don't worry about it. They need this in this new voice that you're adding to the group. I think this is really smart. How did you get linked up with Dr. Collins and Dr. Tan? How did that happen?
1: You know, honestly, I, it's word of mouth. So when I, I've been sending people there now for two or three years now, maybe even longer, uh, because Is that I'm your
0: thing for laser, what's that? Are they your supervising for laser?
1: No, no, no. They're not even our doctor. So our doctor's a GP, oh. but she's super crazy busy and she does more pediatric stuff too as well. And so, um, so basically I, I needed a, and this is, this is kind of funny because we have a, um, I'm not gonna say the name, but a dermatologist office in our like medical building area. They're, they're like literally a stone throw away from us, but I've sent a couple of clients there and they were rude to them. Oh. And so I was like, oh hell no, you're not going to be rude to my clients. So I'm not going to send my clients anywhere. So I actually went up looking for other, you know, dermatologists, because I really want a dermatologist to look at certain things, not just a GP or somebody, but someone that understands, you know, the skin a little bit more, not discrediting anybody. But um, one of my clients was like, she had a suspicious situation on her forehead. I was like, Hey, we were going to do some microneedling," And I was like, I don't want to do that. I was like, I think you should yeah. see a derm first. So she did. And then she was telling me about how she just found this new derm Cause she just moved here and they were Harvard gals and they were super smart and she loved them. And she said they were really great. And so I took their, I took her advice and I started sending my clients there and they've all loved them. So it was a word of mouth. And like, literally we have uh, like, again, a, like just down the, just a, a door away, a dermatology office, but I send people like 25 minutes, the opposite direction to another <laughs> office because they're nice. And I'm like, you know, I don't want my clients to ever come to me and say, Hey, that lady you sent me to is really rude. That's yeah. horrible. You know, cause again, yeah. you're already nervous going into a situation, you know, nervous that, you know, maybe it is skin cancer or maybe it's something bad. And then you got someone being an asshole and you're like, well, I don't want to deal with you. You know, I, you want someone that's this nicer. So that's how we met. Um, that's how I met with, uh, met with that group. So they're called Austin skin. Um, and so, yeah, that's what they they do. So, yeah, they, they've they been uh, amazing. And I, I actually called up there and once and told them that I, I was like, hey, I'm not a patient of yours, but I I just send a lot of people your way. And I just wanted to say thank you. Like, I actually called them and thanked them for treating my patients yeah. well. And, and the lady on the phone was like, oh, my God, she's like we don't even know who you are, but like you've been, I was like, yeah, I've been sending people there for like a couple of years. And I was like, so I was like, and of course, I'm not going to tell you that their name's HIPAA, you know, who my patients are. I was like, but you've got a lot of my patients that are your patients too. And I said, I just want to thank you for being so nice to them. And they were really taken back by it. So it was, it's, it's kind of a good relationship now.
0: So nice. How was it word of mouth also how you grew, um, CTP? 100%.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't, I don't advertise it. I, <laughs> I, you know, I don't have time for all that. So I, I didn't, yeah. and I'm not, and my group, I again, I wasn't trying to make it this monster group. You know, I, I see friends of mine that have groups that have like 60,000 And, and I just, it's just bonkers how they can monitor that shit and it's just like i didn't want it to be that crazy so i i kind of was kind of quiet about it you know i made it it wasn't a private group at first because i didn't even know that you could make a private group i was kind of bad at it and so someone was like you should make this group private so that like Patients can't see what we're saying. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe oh, yeah. I should. So I was like, okay. So yeah, I, let me look at these settings. <laughs> but yeah. There's so no
0: there's no bigger brow boner killer than someone coming in and posting a, a picture of a face with a bad brow. And they're like, someone did this to me. Can you help? And then the comments aren't about the brow. The comments are like, why is she in here? Well, we can't have yeah. a conversation if she's in here. Like yeah. you can have a conversation no matter who's in here. You're in a right. public forum, but- I mean, I understand... Yeah. uh, Yeah. I don't know. That's such a sticky situation. I'm glad you did make it private.
1: Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's also a mindset, too. You know, I mean, it's like I I had it's funny because, you know, I do a lot of removals. I've been a removal specialist for almost 11 years now and I deal with laser and I know I'm the only person in my area in Texas that will touch the eyeliner with laser and do ocular lenses and what have you. And so I deal with I mean, I have people flying from out of state all the time to come see me. And so it's nuts. And, you know, I've had a couple of patients recently be like, you need to have a group for like your removal Removal. people and your, and your patients who could, and I was like, that's another group. I don't know if I want to make one, but she was like, no, you need one. She goes, because you, or you need to do more videos about it because she goes, there's so many people that ask questions to the client of mine that had the removal. Like, well, what was it like? What happened? What did you do? Why did you do this? Why did you get the removal? Why did you go to Texas? Why did, you know, all the things. So I, it's something that may happen in the future, but not
0: right now. <laughs> I do see you tagged consistently. Anytime somebody says, Does this need removal or can I work over it? at Texas De La Rosa at, over and over and it's over. And over. Wild. And it's wild. Every time I see a video of somebody putting those metal shields in someone's eyeball, I first of all, how are they not squinting to death? Are they dilating <laughs> the eye first?
1: No, we use uh, so we use a medical numbing. It's it's um it's a liquid it's a liquid numbing that we put in the eye. So the eye is comfortable, and then we use um a gel that goes over the actual lens. And so it's just and I've I mean I used to work under an ocular surgeon, so I, I'm really. I don't, I'm not afraid. Let's put it that way. And yeah. so you just got to be, you just got to get in there and do it. And so it's just a matter of pushing their eye down and popping it in and then, you know, closing it up. It's all good. Well, hey, why usually should not- they have
0: those up close videos of it all up in the eyeball, baby? Oh yeah. my God. I want <laughs> yeah. grow up.
1: I know that my boss, uh, my boss, when she first videos me doing one, she literally lost it. She was like, oh, my God. And I was like, shut up. I have a client right here. She's right. like, ne- she's like trying to video it. And she's like on her phone like this. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, seriously, stop. Because the client doesn't feel anything because it's numb. You know, it's right. very, very odd. Thank God feeling. for that. Yeah, yeah yeah, it's very odd they're very comfortable I mean it is a painful treatment once the laser is going but it, it's definitely something that you know it's an it's a must you know when you've got clients that have 20 year old permanent makeup that's turned purple or green and there's just no fixing that you know there's just sometimes the yeah, it's, brain, or it's, yeah it's yeah. migrated things like that so it's funny because I've had people one of my last recently um my eye liner removal clients she um got me on Reddit I didn't even know that I was in a Reddit thread somewhere. And I was like, because I've heard uh, Reddit, I've heard um, like Facebook, Instagram, but like there was another one that was really, oh, TikTok. I've, and I'm going to tell you. Oh, you, you would do
0: well on TikTok. I don't do, I, I,
1: I, I've got to figure out TikTok because I've only got like 400 followers on TikTok. But I'm telling you, she was like, you would be so good. But she found me on TikTok. So I was like, wild. It's wild how your clients find you. But yeah, yeah. a lot of it I thought was word of mouth, but get a lot of it now is this social media stuff you know
0: social media has become so important because it's where everybody goes to google something and find something now nobody googles everybody goes to tiktok because it's going to show you the how to not read it everybody tiktok is replacing google and social media is where everybody goes to show off their works it's where they're going to get their own client it's their like virtual portfolio which is dangerous because they don't own it so if meta goes down for the day you just can't work today and it is also where people go to air grievances. Yep. And about a month ago, we had an outbreak of Facebook group bitching of people just sitting like, like, did you see? Did you join that group, PMU scammers?
1: No, I don't even know about that group.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have it to look is It is a libelous group, just saying anybody's name and like they're a scammer. And there's a difference between oh. having a dispute and disagreeing over you know, whether or not this is what I purchased and this is what you gave me in terms of training and stuff and being a scammer. If right. she keeps changing the date of class and she refuses to give you your money back, might be a scam. If she gave you her full three months of training and you paid her and you feel like the training wasn't up to snuff, that's not a scam. But there right. was no one differentiating in that group and people were getting dragged. Now, some people were getting dragged because they deserved to be dragged. Right, right, right. Then came Brow Daddy, entered the chat. So Ruben, or probably a PR person, comes into the chat and it was this long thread of like 2,000 comments saying this trainer, that trainer, trainer, that trainer, but it kept coming up and he owned it. He wrote a very long paragraph where he was just like, I I stopped teaching because I didn't feel like my classes were valuable. I won't do it again. I know that my market is valuable. And I thought, you know, really good PR it's a perfectly crafted response um he owned it he was apologetic and he what he was going to do to fix it but then he almost immediately went on a tirade against permablend
1: <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> a separate container I, I have stayed so far out of that drama because I have friends that work for all the companies and you know and, and I've, I've been lucky enough to be in like you know in a, in a good in a good space where no one looks at me as like I'm a crazy person or whatever and you yeah. know and 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 I, I just feel like I hope that he's a happy person, and I hope that Ruben gets his happiness from whatever it is. But you know, it seems like there's a lot of anger and animosity between that whole situation. So I just I wish everybody well because
0: yeah, you know,
1: things happen, and you know, we don't ever know because there's always we'll anything. never know
0: because right. only one person is giving right. There's a flip a side
1: to everything. There's a flip side to everything, and you know, and it's like you just got to take things you know with a grain of salt and know yeah. that you know we're not learning everything yeah. off the bat. You know.
0: No, and we never will. But entertaining the masses in that way is certain. And there's lots, there's lots of like internet feuds that they might not say it all, but that people girls, especially, because there's so many women in the permanent makeup industry. It's almost predominantly women. Um, you get all these like sneak disses And if you know the tea, you can pick it out. But mm-hmm. if you don't, then you're like an unwitting, you know, fan in in the um Uh, Coliseum, you know, like, yeah, you tell them and like, you don't know that it's a to someone else. It is funny to me. They do that with products too. like people will in Facebook groups will say like, what's the best numbing to use and people will say sustain. It's got to be sustained. Don't use anything else. And then someone will comment, and I get tagged in it, which is why I keep seeing it like, oh, you should try pink gel. And someone will snap at them, and be like, that's a new company. You don't know them. You should go with sustain. You know, it's safe. Whatever. We are the same thing. Yeah. I, the I, so I always, there's a million products like that.
1: Right. I always give a few. If, if it's, if you've ever seen me, like when someone says, what's your you favorite do. product? I always give like five different things. Because also because we I don't know the regulations. You know, sometimes you need a 4%. Sometimes you need That's true. stronger. Sometimes you're like, this has Epi in it. That could be illegal where you're at if you're not working under a doctor. So I always give a a, a, a few different, you know, options for things. And even per, even like permanent makeup, like the colors. Like I'm always like, oh, it's like someone the other day was like, you know, what favorite lip colors? And I was like, oh, I love, you know, lip, you know, Tina Davies, Perma Blend, Even Flow, and Mara Pro. Those are my go-tos. And cause I use a lot of different brands just because, you know. People send me stuff and I try things and, you know, or I, you know, or I see some, that, you know, even like I say, a student is in my group, you know, group and they're like, Hey, I just tried this pigment line and, you know, I don't really know anything about it. I'll, I'll go buy it just because I want to try it out myself. And so yeah. I can give an honest opinion about it. So a lot of times people don't even send me stuff, but I'll just buy it because I see someone using it so I can get an informed decision on it. And I can be like, uh, eh, this turned gray on me or this turned, you know, I didn't like this, this color brown, or this was like the bomb. And I can't believe it's like this affordable.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, yours isn't coming from loyalty. Yours stems from actual firsthand experience. I think that's more valuable than anything. But in a Facebook group, it's hard to tell the difference. Right. Unless someone is like a warrior who keeps coming and keep coming. Right. Then you know. The I've loyal. seen
1: those people and, and I'm always just like, oh, yeah. So I try to, I try to, um, as much as I, I love like watching dramatic shit on TV and like reality <laughs> shows and stuff like that. Well, I don't want to be in it. I, I don't want to be in it. And I'm just like, I like to be... Like far away from it, far removed from all that. Because how, I, do, you one, I'm, I'm how do you keep it? How do you keep it out of your group? You know, I shut it down. Like a lot of times, like like I I will delete an entire thing and I'll boot them out. I won't even like give them an. You option. boot them. Oh, they're gone. the Power <laughs> like, you like, have. Like, like they're blocked. <laughs> they're blocked immediately. Like I've had to do that a couple of times. I had um someone who um was being really rude and and to you know a couple of people and. I thought about it i was like should i give them a warning you know because they were you know asking questions and then this person was chiming in being an ass and and i thought no i don't they've got there's a million other groups i don't i don't have to give anyone a warning so i just booted them and then yeah. they tried to get back in <laughs> i was you like boot I, I was like that was not it yeah i didn't i didn't block them i just booted them i just deleted them out And so then they tried to get back in and they were like, was this a mistake? And then I was like, no. No. You knew
0: it wasn't a mistake, though. I was like,
1: it wasn't a mistake this is what happened. And then I just let them know that, hey, I don't put up with that. And then they just like, and then they blocked me. So I was <laughs> like, <laughs> so I was like, oh. I know I was like, okay, they blocked me. I was like, whatever, but I don't care. And I was So like, that well, I shows they who they
0: are, that they, yeah, they are yeah. that mean bully. That is somebody,
1: is. somebody that just has, I always feel like when people are like that, it's that somebody that has a lot of internal issues, problems with people i mean you're never going to be happy in life like and i don't like to be around those type of people i really don't yeah. and i don't like them in my group either you're Like energy Debbie, vampires dude yeah, you can
0: be one, having the best day and yes. you start reading that shit and then it gets into your head and your vibe
1: right oh you said energy vampire and it made me think of what we do in the shadows i love that show on fx have you ever seen it
0: no, I thought you were about it's, to tell me you had like no, a I so thought you good. were gonna tell me you and someone else we do in the shadows. No, sh- like, what
1: we do in the shadows. It's breaking it's a, news. Now this is Jay La
0: Rosa <laughs> is in a hooded, like cloak and dagger. <laughs> no, it's what
1: we do in the shadows. It is um this show. I'm gonna pull it just so you can see it's this show here. I okay. am obsessed. I don't know if I can do that on, on your show, but yeah, but that's like that's that show right there. It's so great. And there's an energy vampire on there. You gotta watch it. It's hilarious.
0: I'm looking for something new, so I'm gonna go watch that one it's It's
1: great it's very it's about these vampires that live in like our world now but they're like from old time obviously and they just do some stupid shit and they're just really funny and they live together and they have like this familiar um it's just it's great it's just it's it's a really light-hearted funny show and that's how I kind of you said how do I keep it together earlier like that question that's what I do I kind of like (laughs) get into my shows and like I read or I'll I'll you know do something that's creative what do you like to read well, you can tell I read a Not lot. Not
0: comics. <laughs> yes, yeah. I. Yeah, yeah it's giving the, dark academia.
1: Yeah, that is my library back here. Um, I am. You're I, gonna. You're gonna laugh. I love like all like. What is it? Young adult, like Twilight, you know, that type of shit. Like, yeah. I'm so into that. Like, I love um, one of my favorite uh, authors. Her name is Sh- uh, Charlene Harris. So she did the Sticky Stockouts books with um, which was True Blood. Um, and then that's I what I her.
0: was thinking of when you were talking about what we do in the shadows. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little like yeah like,
1: so I like fantasy stuff like that. Laurel Hamilton. She's really great. The Anita Blake Chronicles is a really good. Um, I love biographies. I'm obsessed with like reading how like. I'm obsessed with the 50s. Like, I'm obsessed with, like, anything old. Like, James Dean is, like, my hero and, like, Marilyn Monroe. And so I love reading books on, like, old Hollywood. So I have a lot of old Hollywood books back there. Um, I
0: love some old Hollywood gossip. Oh, I
1: love it! I love it. It's so crazy because we they think they were that wilder our... than us. No, and they they were, and they had so much more power because it was all hidden. You know, yeah, now, nobody like, knew about it. Right. Since the Me Too mo- movement has kind of come out, you know, there's been a lot of change, and I think for the good in the industry. But like the, you know, and I work in film and television doing makeup, so I mean, I'm I'm in that career, and I've I've seen some insane stuff in my my own you know world, but like. Those people in the fifties, man, they were like, you know, doing some <laughs> crazy drugs. Shit. Were
0: crazier. Yes, they're like, they were, I'm everybody give this... was sleeping. with Everybody's husband and wife. Yes, I'm everybody give knew about it. Nobody said. Twelve year old. They make... get rid of babies real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah.
1: they just go on vacation. Yeah, I'm gonna give this twelve year old some cocaine to get him up, and then I'm gonna make him work all day. Then I'm gonna give him a downer to go to bed. And you're like, wild. <laughs> how did you? How... This... how did
0: people make it out? This was the
1: managers and did. the parents knew this was done. It was just so sad yeah you look at all those old um Hollywood starlets and some of the ones that like made it out like liz taylor like that made it through and like lived a long life you know it, i'm always like she was a fighter because yeah. they had been through some shit so yeah
0: dude even um in present day the story of like the hilton and her sisters and their mom big kathy oh yeah that book house of hilton did you read that
1: no, but I, I do love, uh, so I, I've always, I thought Paris Hilton was a, was a genuine person. I um, had a couple of run-ins with her and, um, and her sister Nikki once, um, Nikki and I didn't get along very well. Um, that's, oh, really? a story, that's a story for another day, but well, yeah. Well, she's
0: I, a Rothschild, honey. Uh, yeah,
1: well, there you go. But, um, but yeah, but I, I knew that that was always kind of a persona Um, just like, you know, Marilyn Monroe was a persona and, you know, that's how they kind of. It like would have could,
0: to be. Do they, they sell more there? It on.
1: Right, they can turn it on, and that's what sold them. You know, so yeah, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm always fascinated with people like that that can just, you know, be something one way and then another, another way. Like I remember hearing an interview with, um, with Marilyn Monroe, and she was doing this interview with this person, and she was like, "Hey, I'm going to show you how Marilyn works, basically, and and I'm going to mess it up." But basically, she was like, "I'm just going to walk down the street as me, not Marilyn." And so she just kind of walked normal and was doing her thing. And no one really kind of paid attention to her. But then she like, she judged the hair. She got the walk. She changed the voice up. And then she just walked across the street. And everybody was like, it's Marilyn. And I was like, I can totally see how that happens. Like, I can Magnetism. see how like, right. It's just, it's 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 a way of thinking. It's a way of exuding that kind of confidence in who you are even if it's not real you know it's imposter syndrome for most people but you know it, it's it's that you know that exuding that thing that attracts people
0: i think that's what people do to to grow followers online i think in, that's the modern form of that in our day and age is people become a persona on the right. internet so that they can get more people but in regular If you go and meet them, you know, without the filters, without the special sparkly lights, without the bravado, it's just any bitch from, you know, Nowheresville, Louisiana, like me.
1: (laughs) Well, I've always prided myself in being exactly the same. You are as, as you, if you see me like wearing a concert t-shirt, you know, and on a on a podcast, I'm wearing a concert t-shirt when I'm at, I'm at home. I, I don't. I've always said that, you know, I've, I've done podcasts for many years and, and I've always just been myself and I've never wanted to have a persona. I think the only thing that maybe changes is depending on what podcast I'm on, I won't cut. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I will, I'll try, to- I'll try really hard not to throw an F bomb out there, you know? <laughs>
0: You can, you can fuck around around here. But uh, I think that the person you are, the personality you naturally have doesn't lend itself to needing a second persona. But I think some people who are a little bit more quiet and themselves in real life, that is not going to translate on the internet. And if that's where you go yeah. to get clients or that's where you go to get students, you have to pump it up a little bit. You've got to kind of, hi, I'm Victoria Glam. But like in real I would, Victoria you know what
1: I mean yeah I get it but, I get but it but then
0: there are people who overdo it and they start to like believe their own hype and oh, that's I where you...
1: yeah I and that's where that like I said that imposter syndrome comes in like I think it's it's very interesting you know and and, and it's it's funny being I mean I'm older I, I say I'm older because I'm I'll be 44 this year um but it's like I I grew up not you know like in my teenage years not having like social media and all those things and yeah. so it's and I and I think about like how grateful i am that i didn't have to deal with all that shit when i was younger because these kids nowadays have such it's so it's so hard to be like i mean they've got to put this huge like thing they have to have the best clothes the best hair the best this you know whatever and you know it's it's so crazy because they have to have this like kind of like you said a persona on social they always on and and they can't be real you know and i've always been like i don't want to be a follower like i've never been someone that you know i was the kid that when and i was growing up in a, in a town of four thousand people with green hair and Doc Martens and no one even had them and no one knew what they were. And everyone's wearing Wranglers and, you know, guns in their car and <laughs> I'm in trouble because I have green hair. I'm like that person has a gun in their car at high school and you're mad at me because I have green hair. What the hell? I'm not trying we to We all kill had anything. guns
0: in our car at high school. <laughs> I,
1: I know. I was like, this is crazy. So I've always been someone that I've never tried to be anything different, but I, I will say that, you know, I do have a moment where like, you know, when I'm on at work or doing stuff, I do like to have my quiet time too, as well. So that's also I think, yeah. another way to ground myself. But I feel like some of these people that don't have that mentality, they're like on all the time. It's very like what that, what's that show? Black Mirror. You yeah.
0: Know, like that
1: first episode of the first season of Black Mirror where she like loses her, like she gets downgraded because she's like not doing great on social media. I feel like that's like how our world is. And it's, it's sad because you see these people that aren't really living real lives.
0: Yeah. It, they're the living thing is, this thing the kids like you were saying you feel bad for kids who are being like growing up in the world where you're always on you're always on camera no. you always have to the, it's not even that they never get to be real it it's compounded by the fact that they don't know that they're not being real they don't know that what they're seeing is not real
1: oh yeah i know it's that's it's the craziest be... part yeah, like you're... me and
0: Bob Dole, we invented the internet. I came up <laughs> while the internet was being built, and we decided yeah. what that was going to look like. So I had the internet before there was even MySpace. Um, we had one computer in like a family room, and then you know we had to move it out of the family room because I think my dad was in a lot of chat rooms, uh-huh. and <laughs> I remember that, and I know what the chat room was called, but um, it was very like you you walked away from the computer, yeah. you could log yeah. off. We never log off anymore
1: no so, it's so it's, and
0: kids don't know the difference because they were they weren't around here during that time
1: yeah it's sad I think it's really sad I because it, it's it's something that you see people living so virtual like that VR world and they're not really living in the real world which I think also is is what happens with a lot of people like going back to our, our you know our topic of like you know aesthetics and makeup and things like that like I think a lot of people are not they're 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 thinking that they're professional by watching someone else yeah. or you know what i mean because and that's also something that's super like me scary. watching
0: project runway right super, this.
1: yeah i can sew that it's scary <laughs> because you see someone that's doing something really good on makeup or, or permanent makeup or brows or whatever and then they think oh i can do that because <laughs> yeah. they see it because it looks so easy on social media but they don't realize that that 30 second video took like five hours to edit there's all these little 12 hours of ex-
0: 12 years of experience years.
1: yeah it's like it's just it's interesting to me because you know you see people and i've Seen a lot of the newer artists get that way. I don't want to go to a class. I want to. I want to do it online. And I'm like, you want to learn to tattoo online? Like, would you trust a mechanic that went to an online course and never touched a car? Would you let him work on your car? No.
0: I've never heard anyone just outright say like, I don't want to take a class. Oh,
1: I have. I have heard it. They lie
0: about it. They're like, oh, they're like,
1: I don't (laughs) want to take a class. I'm going to watch YouTube. And I'm like, what the. Fuck, you're tattooing someone's face that's crazy to me that they're so brazen that they don't even want to take it seriously but you know it's like I'm, I'm gonna you know it's like I was doing retail yesterday I'm gonna do brows now like they just decided that afternoon because they watched a YouTube video so it's so
0: retail yesterday yeah, yeah
1: I was a manager at Sears and I don't know whatever <laughs> you know it's just wild to me I don't know I and then I see people like I remember years and years ago, I was teaching and I had, this, I had a lady and I felt really bad for her because she had this thing where it was kind of like when microblading was just coming out and she was really upset because she just got this divorce and it didn't go the way she wanted it. So she was like, I got to make some money. Right and she she was like, I'm, I've been a homemaker for the past like 10 years. I haven't done anything. My husband did everything. So now she thought she was going to come in to be a microblading artist and make $800 a day that's what i was charging you know and she's like i'm gonna be rich i can work one hour a day and be and i was like girl it takes a lot and i remember like her like day two i think it was day two like what day one was all like didactics and and she's like oh i got this and then like day two we started our hands on like you know working on skins and she lost her shit like she didn't even come back from lunch like she went to lunch and never came back and i was like did we lose a student so I'm like, my, my, my front desk is calling her and like, I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't ben. want to start class yet. Cause I was like, maybe she was in an accident or something yeah. crazy. And she answered the phone finally, like her kit, everything was there. Kit was there, everything. She was like, you can have it. I'm done. I, I was like, what do you mean you're done? She was like, I realized that this is not for me. She's like, you're a great educator, but this is too hard. I thought this was going to be like makeup. And I was like, no, this is needles. This is like. It's a tattoo, babe, and and she just was like, "I'm out." She goes, "You can you can give the the kit to whoever wants it." And I was, she literally never came back. I was like, "Did you refund?" I mean, we, I, I don't know what my, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't the owner of the school back then or anything, so I don't know what they did with it. But I will say that it was one of the craziest I things that ever happened refund. to me. Yeah, she was. I was like, you don't at least want to come get your kit, like, and maybe sell it, or something. she didn't even want to come back. She was so distraught, and I remember her like she was crying on the phone, and I just felt really bad for her because, but it it was that mental state. Like she thought she was going to come in and do this, and make because I made it look easy when I was you know doing the video yeah. and I'm showing her <laughs> stuff, and she was like, I was like, babe, I've got years of artistry. I can draw a brow with my eyes closed. I was like, you know, I mean, it's this is not easy it's nothing we do is easy especially when you're dealing with clients that are that have opinions and want this and maybe have skin issues That's and the then thing. they have they have you know one eyebrow up here one straight you know it's like I had a lady come in the day it was like one was like and I was like what is happening you know so I mean it's not as easy as it looks you know and I always tell people don't get bamboozled by these people's before and afters because one of my clients of the day was like you know I love that you you post videos of like a year later and two years later clients and I'm like yeah Important. because you, when you see that person that you want to go to on social media and all they post are before and afters, well, of course they look fabulous directly after they were done, but what do they look like in three months? Yeah. What do they look like in six months and a year and so on? And and I'm like, do you ever see those people? Some of those people never post that stuff. And you're like, do I trust that person? Because I want something that's going to hold up over time. I don't want it to look good for a week. And then it looks like shit because it fell out or, you know, I the, don't even, the color was wrong or.
0: I don't even trust before and after you posted it before and after,
1: you know, you're no, show right, me a video,
0: show me another yeah, picture of that. You're right. Show me from a different angle. Show me her at the front desk. Send me the security footage. Cause I don't believe you anymore. <laughs> the n- sure. amount of people pretending that Jasmine and Carla's lips are their lip work is oh. out of control. There should I, be a whole Facebook group just for identifying that. Jasmine to work. I work.
1: I, you I know that, it happens so much. I don't understand why people do that because
0: you can't reproduce thing.
1: it no, here's the thing, right. Do you know this happened to me? Um, not that it was someone who stole my work, but years ago, uh, this lady came into my facility and was wanting me to remove her brows and she had gotten bamboozled by this artist in San Antonio. And she came in bawling. She had this hat way down and she's like, you know, I've just got my brows done like three days ago and I've been trying to deal with this. And I was like, I can't do anything about it now. We're just going to let it heal. But, but I wanted to get her story. And she said that she'd gone to this guy and she had his work on social media or whatever Facebook and it was beautiful and his website was great. And so she went in and she was like he just like because I was like first off the shape was absolutely horrid. They were like witch brows. They were like angular like straight straight and there's they were microbladed straight up and down. Like the oh. hairs were literally straight up and down. Like I don't, I, like I look thatched like thatched roof, like a candy cane. It was crazy. And so I was like, did you approve this? Like, did you see this shape? And like, did you say this was okay? She goes, no. She goes, I laid down. She goes, he started cleansing my face off. She goes, I thought he was going to do the mapping thing that I see online. And she goes, and then she goes, all of a sudden she goes, I started feeling these scratches. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah. At least she he goes, cleansed. Right, she goes, he just started tattooing my face. And she goes, and then I realized like, he's actually doing the treatment. So she said she stopped him. But at this point he's already done like his first pass on that one brow. So she was like, I guess I'm just gonna let him finish. So then she did both brows and they looked horrible. So uh, I asked her, I said, you know, what did his work look like that online? And she was like, no. And so she found out through, I guess, a girlfriend and her doing some research. Cause let me tell you, they did research. These girls were like, you know, PIs, man. They found oh, he God. was using pictures from some Russian artist across the world that I guess he thought that you know that no one would notice in San Antonio that you know find out that he's not using these, you know, pictures that you know, but that were like he was cutting off like the little um the trademark signs and things. Oh my and God. He did good so he much went, work. Was, he was he right, so much work on this Photoshop and making this website and doing all this great work and then not being able to tattoo. So she went to go, you know, back there after the third day and she said his shop was closed. Like the sign was gone. Like he like up and left because she was threatening to sue him and it was crazy. So, you know, so I, we went out having to laser it off and I felt so bad for her because they were like blue. I think he used body ink on her. They were like a blue after like three days, I could see they were going to turn blue. And it was migration. He, no and, he never and took was, one class. No. And so I was like, why do people steal stuff? Because it's like, if you're showcasing all this work and you're going to get these clients come in. You can't do this work.
0: He thought it was going to be easy. He thought it was going to be like makeup. You can stuff away. He's closing up shop. He's done. Give it to whoever you want. He's out. This is not for him.
1: Yeah, it's wild. I don't, I don't understand.
0: I don't know who to trust operas, less, this. Russians or people from Antonio. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: I will say, don't, you know, you're not kidding. You're not kidding at all. So I I would say, I would say, uh, let me tell you, I would trust a Russian to do my brows. And those girls like know how to do it. Hardcore,
0: yeah. Those
1: girls are crazy talented. Let me
0: tell you what I was (laughs) kidding. I have several lady friends who came from Russia and that I've worked with. So I don't know if you knew this. Most people do if like we've talked before, but you and I have never spoken before. Um, All through college, I was an exotic dancer in Baton Rouge. Oh, And. I have danced at a lot of clubs. I've danced in Texas in New York in Miami, you know, like one, one or two nights. It's not like I lived in those places. So the way that the exotic dancer industry works is if you show up and say, Hey, I want to work here. They'll some places have to have a permit. So you have to go to the police station, get your printed and pay like 20 bucks or whatever. And some places they just say, get on stage. So, and like, if, if you're okay on stage, when you get up there, meaning that you're not a stumbling mess or you're not naked or something like. I guess in some places you can be, but whatever, then boom, you, you can work there tonight. So some of my girlfriends and I who were dancers would say, okay, well, we made plenty money this week. We know that we have rent covered or utilities or whatever. And so Friday, when we get out of class at noon, let's grab a flight and go to New York for the weekend. And we'll dance one night at wherever, or we'll go to Tootsie's or we'll go, you know, whatever. So I've been a lot of places. I'm telling you right now, if a Russian walked into the business, might as well go home. Really? She's taking all the money, baby. She's better. They're better than us at everything. everything. I believe
1: it. One you one know, of- I like. I I'm friends with Lulu Luciano, and like sh- that whole group of those ladies down in Miami. And I'm like, God bless America. They are. Is she poor- Russian? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I've I, never. I I, 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 I briefly
0: yeah. met, shook a hand at a I, conference, and I'm from.
1: I, and I gotta say this, you know, <laughs> I gotta say this. I'm I'm a Texas boy, so we had like our book for Texas was like, you know, Texas history was like this thick, world history was like this big. So I think right. everyone is like, she might be not totally Russian. So I'm just gonna say, but I, I love her accent. And I believe it is, I believe she is Russian. But I was down, I was at Woolop, um I was one of their judges um, back in 2021. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I literally felt like it was all Russians that were there. And everybody was so good and they were all so pretty. And I was like, where
0: are I don't that? understand. I
1: was like, y'all, y'all just like what are we doing wrong? Everybody gorgeous. Cause I was like, oh my God, I just feel so like not like I felt like I was in the wrong place. Dude. I was like, y'all are all vampires and I'm like not a vampire.
0: <laughs> I worked at this club that was like the B-list club, right? So Penthouse owns Gold Club and Gold Club owns Crazy Horse. So I was working at a Crazy Horse because it was on my side of the Mississippi River. You'd have to go over the river to go to the other club. I worked there for like a year and a little bit. And it was kind of a trashier club. It wasn't a nice one. But it wasn't. I didn't have to go over the river. So I wasn't worried about whether or not I was going to make it home because I had class in the morning, whatever. At some point, one of the managers thought that he was my manager, which is a mistake. I'm a contractor. I work for me. So I told him to go fuck himself. And I carried my ass across the river to our parent club, which was Gold Club. Now it's Pent- Penthouse Club. I was so intimidated to go to that club because this woman, who's a friend of mine now, named Svetlana, used to be in Surf de Soleil in Russia. that's her
1: name. That's great. Of course, her name is she, Svetlana.
0: <laughs> I was really good at pole work. She was better. And I'd never met her, and I knew that because people would tell me, wow, you're really good. Why don't you work at the other club with Svetlana? And I was like, fuck, fat lady. I'm not doing you're that. You're
1: like, she's too she good at
0: I'm telling you, she would climb to the top of the stripper pole, which was two stories high. There was no ceiling for the second story. And she would put that ball at the top in her, like, uh, I don't know, solar plexus, I guess. And she would, like, starfish on it. And she was in complete control yeah. because she was in Cirque du Soleil all as a child. And she said she wasn't scared because she had already fallen from that height before and broken, like, every bone in her body, she had some, like, staples. I'm, they don't. They don't shy away from a fight, obviously, and they like they're yeah. not nervous about to try anything. Like she just kept yeah. going at it, like I'll just be good at this, and that's it. She's just gonna be good at it. That's so wild. I had a student in my class, I don't know, sometime last year, and she was like, "Uh, day two of this four day in person class, and then you have thirty days to send in sheets and practice." And she was like, "Yeah, well." I'm pretty sure she was lying. Uh, I, you know, I have cousins out in Russia, so I was thinking I'm going to take this class and I'm going to practice a little bit and then I'm going to go to Russia and I'll teach them how to do it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I
0: never laughed probably, so hard. You probably like,
1: could. I mean, you never no. know, they're so good. No, I'm kidding. No.
0: <laughs> get out of here. I was like, oh, you don't know about Russians because they're... They, they i don't know if they invented microblading i mean i last i heard tina davies did but yeah tina davies
1: <laughs> coined the phrase for sure but i mean i know that we know that manual tattooing has been around for thousands of years she even dude. said
0: that she said yeah. that in the interview like i saw a man doing embroidery brows but she coined the phrase people got yeah. really mad about that on my podcast
1: yeah so, you know i mean she tina, didn't invent
0: microblading she didn't say that she did
1: no tina davies is such a sweetheart i gotta say i i love her i you know I'm, I'm on their pro team and yeah you know i i love that she you know and i and i'm gonna be honest you know i'll say this too because a lot of people think oh maybe he's bought now with tina davies no i i was very strict about like because i've been asked to be on different pro teams for different companies before and i was like eh, i don't want to do that because i my biggest concern is i never want people to think that i am trying to sell them something. I always want, like you said earlier, like I, like I said, I give like four or five different like yeah. product lines or this or that or whatever, because I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm being sold. So I was really nervous because I have a lot of the clients or a lot of the the, the groups you have to just use their stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I don't want to do that. Cause I like using what I want to use. And for whatever client it's gonna be. Like I know that some people are gonna fare better with inorganic ink, some are gonna do better with organic ink, some are gonna do better with this set of needles versus this set of needles and this machine. And I don't wanna be um, what is the word, censored, I guess, is it as it were, in what I'm posting and what I'm doing. And so Tina was like very upfront with me and was like, nope, that's not how we do it. We just we want you to post about what we're what we're doing, what, what you love about it, but we also wanna know if you don't like it. And we yeah. want you to use, and if you're using other things, cool, you know, and I, cause that was really, I was really nervous because I didn't want to, I didn't want anyone to think that that's what was happening. So that is how it works with me. Um, I'm very, very blunt. I I love, you know, giving real advice and real you know, information that I've learned about something. So when I say it's good, it's because I loved it. And if I yeah. say I didn't like it, this is what happened. You know, like, for instance, like I'll say, for instance, you know, I'll give one that I don't like. Um, I love Loaded from from Taryn Darling. And Taryn Darling, I love her to death. She, we've never met in person, but we've done a live together. No? And we've done, we've we just, we've just chatted and she's such a sweetheart. I love her so much. And I love Loaded. Saddle Brown and I have a a problem. (laughs) Saddle Brown (laughs) from Loaded and I have a fucking problem. I have done three clients and I know what I'm doing and they've all ashed out on me. So I was like, what is going on with this color in me? So I don't know. I just, I, you know, so like, for instance, I I asked in a group, you know, you know, if other people had problems and, and some people said no, some people said yes. And, you know, it's kind of like brow daddy when, when people were using brow daddy, I, I hate very blonde, that color turned like shit on one of my clients. And I was like, oh my God, I hate this, you know, and everyone, some people love it. So I'm honest. So, you know, and even if someone's like, well, I used it and it didn't happen to me. I'm like, well, cool. What did you use? What machine, whatever, what technique I ask questions. So that's me being real too. Like I never say that I don't have problems and I never say that I don't have issue clients. Cause let me tell you the majority of my clients are the 45 plus, you know, I, I, so most are in like the 60 to 70 plus. So I deal with a lot of really yeah, difficult no. cases. And so I have to, you know, I have to look at things like that. And so I always tell people, you know, cause I hate when I see people that are, and I, and I hate saying this about myself that like I'm a leader or whatever in the industry, but like- You are. I, thank you. But I, I, I'm a humble person. But, but I you're the
0: leader that we deserve because so many other ones are not asking the questions or they don't tell you that they have problems. Everything's right. rainbows and sunshine and puppies all the time. That's I what I don't you. want. Yeah, that's what trust I don't want. I,
1: I'm not that person. And I don't, I don't like those people because it makes me- It makes other people feel like their work is shit or they're never going to get good. They're never going to be as good as that person because that other person only posts their good stuff. They don't post, hey, by the way, this is happening. Like I just had one of the most horrible situations happen to me. Sorry if I keep looking down, making sure the plumbers are working on my stuff. um, I uh, Yeah, I'm upstairs in my office and I'm making sure that everything's good. Um, I had a a lady come in that had, uh, I did her lips. And when I was doing her lips, Uh, backtrack, I did her lips like 10, 11 months ago. And then she got pregnant, like right after I did her lips. So we, I wouldn't touch her. So she was like, well, then she was like, I'm not going to breastfeed. I want my lips touched up. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So we get her in and her lips were just like barely like, you know, kind of like they were perfect, but they were, she wanted a little bit more border because I'm real, I was real cautious. I'm very cautious with the lips. And she was like, I just want a little more border. And they were barely kind of faded at the ends. And so I was like, fine, let's do this. Well, I didn't think to ask her, and this is my fault. I didn't think to ask her that she could have done something that same day, which I didn't know. She'd got her lip filler dissolved the same day that she came to see me. Like four hours before she came to see me. So I put my numbing on her. I didn't pay attention. So my numbing has epinephrine in it. So it took away her bruises. So when... I start working on her upper lip, Where I'm doing everything. I just put it all together, easy peasy. I was like, oh, you're gonna be in and out of here. It's great. Looked gorgeous, she was happy. But then I start working on the bottom of it. I'm noticing there's bruises popping up. And I was like, I didn't really tattoo there. So I said, hey girl, what's up with these bruises? And then I started noticing that she had a little bruise and I said, did you do something? And she was like, oh yeah. She goes, I got my lips uh, dissolved. And I was like, when? And she was like, today, like a few hours ago. And I was like, (laughs) I literally was like, are you kidding me? And so she was obviously swollen from that too. So now I'm having to remove her upper lip, like this left side, because it doesn't match where her lips have gone down. And yeah. so it's, and so I was telling, you know, I was like, this shit happens sometimes to people, you know, and you've got to be honest about all these things because no one's going to look up to you and trust you if they think that you're just perfect. You know, I'm right. not perfect and I don't have perfect clients. I have a lot of crazy shit that happens. And, you know, and and, and I talk about it all so that, you know, that there ain't no BS over here. <laughs> it's like, there's, there's real deal things happening. And then also I will never not ask a client, Again in like my career, if they've not had something done to their lips like because you would think, why would you do something the same day as you're getting a tattoo? like I wouldn't that'd be like, hey, I'm gonna go get my hair bleached at this one salon and then I'm gonna go to another salon and get it bleached again. like why yeah. would you do that? you know what I mean? but people don't think, you know people don't think like that and people and so she just did what she did. and so here we are. so she's been lovely with you know the, the fact that we've been you know I've worked how did with her that message. heal? It's, we're in the middle of it right now. So we're going to, we're in the middle of removing the top part. So it's going to be a few more weeks. So I'm going to keep everyone posted, but it's, but again, I've never had that happen. I've never gone outside of order on lips because I'm just so damn careful with lips. And I'm always like, when people want like big lips, like, nope, we don't do that. You go, you want lip, big lips, you go get filler.
0: At but, least it happened to you because you're yeah. the removal guy, right? Right, right, right. Like if and it so was going to be some kind of weird claim or something, I would hope that it happened to Mary Richardson because she's the contract lady for and sure. nobody's going to boss she, Mary she around. i got
1: an addendum for that. I want her to make a shirt. I swear. I've <laughs> got an
0: addendum for that. She needs a shirt for that, doesn't she? Because I'm
1: going to have to make that shirt for her. She's so damn cute. I love her. I love her.
0: I love her. She came and did a class here. And, um, you know, it's always awkward when you're like meeting someone and sharing space. But I hope she looks back on that experience and says that she enjoyed coming to MBI because we she was a wealth of knowledge. And I love how many times she said, I've got an addendum for that. She prepped students so well to go into their own business armed. I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah she's great. I, I took her nano class. Um, just because I've already I mean, I I did I did it two years ago, maybe, and I've already done nano for years and I but I wanted to learn from her because again, I also think as an educator, I gotta learn from other people. I gotta take these big classes because I wanna see what they're doing and what's going on and 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 learn from them too. I even learn from students, which is great. I mean, I have students that sometimes are like, I'm using this product. I'm like, let me try it. You know. Yeah. So I think we all learn from each other, but I, I what I gotta say about Mary is God, she is so freaking cute and so funny and just such a <laughs> she's she's also super blunt like i love that she'll be like i ain't doing you you know she'll put the hand up in your face and be like i ain't doing that. and i love it because we need more people like her and and i feel like you know she's just a great giver too so yeah she's wonderful
0: who would you say had the most impact on you starting your career or maybe even throughout the last 20 years
1: well i'm going to be honest and this is definitely not because of um because of me being on the protein, probably Tina Davies. Uh, When I first started teaching 11 years ago, um, I was using her stuff when it first came out. And I remember like watching her videos, like her live videos on FaceTime or like Facebook and before FaceTime was a thing and watching and showing those videos to my students about like, I remember when she had her 19 shader, like video out that she was just getting like that and her husband was filming. And I was like, "This is coming, guys!" And like, you know, I was so excited. And we were using her products because before then we were using, um, I think it was True Colors, and then before that, it might have been Color Source and Li. And I'm old school. If you hear, if you know Color Source, it's I like, know that's Color a, Source. That's yeah. an old one, honey. Um, everyone had green brows for <laughs> for, for a hot minute. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I I would say I would say Tina Davies because she was such a giver even back then. And she was honest, I felt, like about, like, you know, I remember hearing her before, you know, she got big, big, but her saying like she did a hundred people for free before she ever started charging. And I felt like that was such a respectful thing to Probably do. Carla Richard said
0: that this morning. She did the yeah. same thing. She gave away a hundred before she yeah. ever charged. I
1: never charged people when I first started either. Like I and, you know, and I was, I mean, granted, I was I started tattooing when I was 14. <laughs> yeah. Oh my true God. story. Yeah, true story. Uh body work. I was doing crazy shit. I have friends of mine that are like. I was your first client. I was like, girl, you weren't a client. I was 14. That was (laughs) me scratching on your skin. Are you kidding? But you know, so I mean, but I, I, I respected that and I followed her through the career of her career. And, and so I feel like I, I like where she's been in the industry. I like where she's just stayed in her lane and is very just calm and collected and does the right thing. And, and, you know, and again, that just kind of also proves why I wanted to be a, part of their protein when they asked me was because I respect her a lot, you know?
0: That makes sense. And I think that's also how she's built a really sustainable brand. Her yes. brand has weathered, you know, whatever, when, when her first pigments came out and everybody's like, ah, and nobody panicked, nobody freaked out. Nobody said I'm throwing these away. Nobody filmed trashing her videos or anything right. like that. Everyone trusted Tina and trusted the process. Yeah. Even when I said that, that They're going to calm. They'll calm.
1: Yeah. Even I had that problem when they changed the formula. I was like, why is medium brown different than this medium brown? You know, yeah. I had the same things, but it was, it. what I like is that when something is addressed, like we all know that permablend thing happened with, you know, like in the UK about, you know, all the blah, blah, blah. She addresses things so, so instantly. And like, it's like, this is what's going on. I've talked to people. This is where we're at. That was and France, she's,
0: right?
1: Yeah, I think it was France. And so she's, she's just very, she's on it. And, and, and I appreciate that because that's how I am you know, when someone asks something, I like to go to the source. I don't want to hear it from 20 other people. I want to know it from the source. Like for Same. instance, you know, someone just recently was like, why is frost not a thing anymore? And I was like, let me tell you, I talked to Taryn Darling myself. I messaged her and was like, Hey, da, da, da. they're getting a new cut. A, they're, they're doing a new one. A new numbing is coming out soon, but it's just, you know, they're going with a different company, blah, blah, blah. So just calm down, but the old one is still good. And so I, so that's how I work. I want to make sure that people are getting the right information. And so I go to the source. I don't want to hear it from 20 of the people that are mad about something or they're trying to sell you their own that's shit. That's the
0: thing. And... I don't want to be influenced by your opinion or your no. bias. No, Tina no, no, is
1: no, no, very no.
0: responsive though. She's quick and she'll email you very quickly. Oh,
1: 100%. I, I think for someone to be in her stature and in, in our industry, for her he to be so on for her, for her to be so boom, boom, boom. I'm on the phone and texting you right back. I mean, I can send her messages, and within a few hours, they're back. Yeah, that's not really. I mean, I, I can't. You ever met do that her shit. daughter Brooke? Yes, I met her. I met her at um, our convention for SPCP last year.
0: I love her. Okay, you've got to get me on stage at SPCP. I I am looking for a home, and I'm down to be an SPCP girly. Yes, uh, I met Brooke at Woolop in Miami this year. Yep. And she really wanted to hang out at my station because it was all pink and all green. And she loved of that. Of course. But she gave me all marketing advice and all this business advice. And um, some of it was solid. And some of it was like, you should put slime on your counter, you know, like kid yeah. stuff. Right.
1: She's 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 nine. Right. She's cute.
0: Yeah. she's She's young. But so much of what comes out of her mouth is a reflection of the way that she's parented. Right. Like any right. child. The yeah. way that Brooke is parented is that she is going to be a CEO of SOM. Oh, that is yeah. a smart little girl. And you can tell mom and dad have big conversations, whether she's in the room or not in the room. They bring her with them. Uh, you know, she's been on stage at Woolop. She's been on stage yep. other places with Tina. She was on stage with me. She understands marketing. She understands brand visuals. Um, and she asked me if she could have a sample of pink cream. And I was like, yeah, sure. wait. I don't think I should give lidocaine to a minor, right? She She just wanted it because it was pink. (laughs) Exactly. And she was like, Oh yeah, you probably should not. You probably shouldn't. That's a, that's a bad choice. You know, she walks off and she came back and she was like, can my mom have a sample? And I said, that's even worse. (laughs) I'm not giving (laughs) Tina Davies a sample of my product. You know, I want to pee my pants right now. Like, no. And Tina came over and that's, bet but her daughter brought me more people sample and purchased the product than anyone i owe her a fee she kept bringing people over and saying you have to try this you have to try it but that's such a testament to how tina and her husband truly are they're nurturing because she's still a child and that's her mom but they are (laughs) prepping their kids for real world experiences and and brooke is polite and she knows her place. You know, she's not a wild kid running around knocking stuff right. over, but she yeah. was also one of the last ones to leave. And when I got there in the morning, she was like, you you clocked out early.
1: <laughs> I love it. No, that, that is so true. And I think that that also just, again, you know, we watch, you know, I've always been someone that, you know, I look at people and I watch them and I'm a people watcher and I like to see how they do things and what's going on and how they run their business, how they run this, how they do that. Cause you know, we all learn from people and, and she definitely, Tina has a, a wonderful uh, way of, of making sure that people are given knowledge and not being I know this. Da, da, da. Like, yeah. She's like too good for you. And, and you can see that that's how she teaches her kids to be too as well. Cause I mean, th- they're going to be something for sure. I mean, I know that for sure as well. Cause and just again, for who she is, I mean, Tina has come a long way and you know, um, it, it's, 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 very interesting. And like I said, I like to pride myself as being someone who likes to be around those type of people. I want to bring in people in my world that are people that I can look up to. I can, uh, you know, you know, Bounce things off of ideas yeah. and what have you, and um and be leaders for people. You know, be help people. I, I don't like calling myself a leader because I feel like sometimes people think that leaders are above the pack or, or in front of the pack. I'm right with you guys. I'm in the trenches every day, just like you are. Like I'm working every day. I've got crazy clients too. I I've got days where I don't want to be at work and I'm You're I'm tired. tired and, you know, I mean we all have those days, but but don't that's how. Started.
0: There are so many people who are going to teach you or coach you or whatever, who haven't done the thing ever in life. They've never done it or they haven't done it in 15 years or whatever. Like those, I I can't purchase something from you. You're going to teach me how to do something you've never done. I can't purchase that. So I appreciate that. And leaders kind of lead from behind, as they say, right? Yeah, You've already done the thing.
1: Yeah, I'm never going to, you know, I always tell people, like, that's how I work. Like, even even me being an educator, I I don't teach things that I learned yesterday. Like, I won't do that. Like, I've been doing nano for probably five years now. And I just launched my class like this year, my nano class, my, my, my beta testing is going this, this next month and I'm doing three students. I'm only doing three students. Thank you so much. Um, and I, but I've done nano for years and I, I just, that's not how I roll. I'm not going to go learn something on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, start a class, even though I know a lot of shit, like I know a lot, I probably could do a class on Tuesday and then teach that class on Thursday, but am I going to do that? No. Cause it's not ethical. Like you said, it's not ethical. Right. And for me, I'm not doing this to make a million dollars and be a, you know, I'm not trying to like, I hate those trainers that, you know, are just in it for money because they don't answer their questions. They don't yeah. give you the support you need. They don't, you know, they use the cheap shit for their classes and then they're using good stuff mm-hmm. on their clients behind closed doors because they know that what they gave you was crap. I've been to those classes. I know um, that's not me. It's never going to be me. So.
0: <laughs> I agree. Okay. So final question. If you were starting your business right mm-hmm. now in 2024, you've never had a client before, you just took the first class, what would be your first three moves?
1: Number one, um, most people don't know this. So you've got a DBA and a business name, doing business name, doing uh, get your business name right. That is one of the most important things ever. I hate seeing Browse by Jessica, Browse by Alice, Browse by. uh, Get a good name that's gonna stand out, okay? Um, That's number one. Number two is getting your website. You know, getting a landing page where people know how to find you. Because again, social media, again, if you put browse by Jessica, browse by whatever, there are just there's a million of those, you know. So you gotta be right. found. Then the next thing is gonna be get a lawyer to help you with your financials. I know that sounds scary, but you know. One of the biggest problems I had when I started my business was I didn't understand taxes and understand what write-offs were and what I needed and this and that and CPAs. And and if I'd had someone kind of navigating those waters, I, I got in some hot water my, my first two years in business because I didn't do certain write-offs and I was audited and I owed like $20,000 in taxes. And Gosh. I have here I'm like 22 years old and I'm like, I can't fucking pay $20,000. That's like more than my car is worth. I'm going to like be poor. And I mean, I had to pay them off and it was such a big deal. So I would say website, getting your business name right and then getting someone to help you with your financials. Those so are like the most admin. important things. Yeah. Most important all thing. That all that has to happen before you ever can get going in business cuz you can be a great artist but if you don't have all your stuff where people can find you and have and have it done legally and have things done right, then you're in trouble. You know, making sure that your yeah. your laws and your everything's under, under under that roof. So
0: I agree that's the scariest part. Honestly, that's what'll keep you up at night. Yeah, um yeah. if you you're in total control over your skill set and what you put on someone's face, but right. you are not in control over what other people other entities impose on your business. So it's oh, what, to have all that what, stuff done. and
1: you and you know actually I'll say this again and that audited stuff by the way, I just got audited again recently and I was like why do I get audited again? I have a CPA. I do everything. They wanted my um, receipts, my actual receipts, not the receipts that you put like in scan and give to your, your CPA. So business tip for you guys out there, keep your receipts, the physical receipt. I know that because you're like, well, I have a system where I put them in and I scan them and it goes to my CPA. They don't want that, they want the original. So I actually got audited again. I had to pay like over three, three grand, like not this last year, but the year before last, just because the I was like, what is this? like? Why are you what do you want? And they're like, I was like, I sent all that. And they're like, No, you sent like the the photocopies. I was like, Yeah, that's fine. That's the receipt. They're like, No, we want the original.
0: What do you have them?
1: Exactly. Well, I didn't have them. So guess what? I had to pay them. Oh.
0: If I'd have had them,
1: I could have sent those to them and then they would have taken those those deductions off. So oh. yeah. So even see what even. I know it's a nightmare. So yeah, those are the kind of things you don't want to deal with because it's fun starting a business and like, oh, getting a logo and I'm going to be a a professional and I'm going to be creative. But if you don't have all the background stuff taken care of first, it's never going to (laughs) work.
0: You'll have to take care of it later and that's going to be the harder time.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. And you don't want to start your business name and then decide you're going to change it a year later and then have to redo everything again. That's insane. So I say that one of the best things is getting someone to even help you with like, pushing around a name for your business because, you know, one of the biggest, best advice that I ever had was because I I, I had a website and I'll just say it really quickly because I know we're almost done. Um, but I had a website called texasbeauty.biz. This is like my first website I ever did. I was like, girl, my mom built it for me. It was, I was like, I'm going to be this Texas beauty person. And when I took this marketing class with this this guy named Michael DeValas, and he's amazing. He's been with like Makeup Forever and Mac, and he's just huge in the makeup industry. And he was going through all these people's stuff and he was asking, you know, who is texasbeauty.biz? And I was like, I was like, it's me. And he was like, what's your name? And I was like, Texas Delarosa." And he goes, why is that not your business? That's what you're selling. You're not selling Texas. This could be blinds. This could be, you know, this could be, you know, shoes, Texas Beauty. What is that? And I was like, oh my God. And so it was some of the best advice ever was he was like, you have a name that is so like, he goes, this is profound. He's like, people are never going to forget Texas Delarosa, but Texas Beauty- that could be anything. Texas beauty could be anything. could be a salon, could be uh, you know, a massage parlor, could be whatever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, well, you're it's right. sellable. Yeah. It you is can't sellable. You can sell
0: Texas De La Rosa.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, but I was like, you know what? You're right. So. But
0: you can't buy Texas De La Rosa either. No, you
1: can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to put that in the trailer.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well,
0: Texas, if people don't want to buy you, but they want to learn from you, where can they find you?
1: They can find me, um, if you go to my website, texasdelarosa.com, um, that has links to all my stuff where I'm at, at Glow Laser and Beauty, that's the med spa I work at for all my services. And then our school is Buda Cosmetic Institute. You can also go to glowlaserandbeauty.com or Um, You can also join my group, Cosmetic Touch Professionals, if you're not on there as well. Um, I'm very easy to find, you can Google me. Texas Dolorosa. is pretty easy to find. So you can find me um, anywhere there and yeah.
0: Is it um I'm gonna put this all, I'll I'll link all of that for you guys in the description, but is it Texas Del D E L La Rosa or is it Texas D E La Rosa?
1: My last name is a little bit interesting because there's a lot of De La Rosas with a capital D, capital L. Mine is Della Rosa. D one word, capital D E-L-A, Capital R O S A. So Della and Rosa. So Texas Della Rosa.
0: That's gonna be so much easier for you to Google now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for making time um, with the plumber and everything else going on, in Texas. I really appreciate it. And I, I would know. love to have you back anytime you want to. And we're gonna meet at SPCP.
1: Yes, we are. This was so much fun. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate our chat. I hope that everyone enjoys it. Um, if you ever um want me back on, you know how to get a hold of me.
0: <laughs> All right, my friend. I will see you soon.
1: All right, sounds good. Y'all have a great day.